0: All right, this is Rossi on wrestling. I am Jason Rossi. Uh, this is a little impromptu because I actually just recorded with one of my good friends, uh, Billy Delaney, big wrestling fan just like me. But we did it via Skype. It sounded like absolute turd buckets. Like, uh, you know, I talk with uh, Rich Keefe from uh, the Daily Keefe show um, quite often. He's had some recording issues. This made anything that you thought was kind of questionable on Dork seem like the clearest recording you've ever heard in your entire life. So it was trash. I'm going to do a quick kind of uh, just run through of uh, Survivor Series this weekend, big time pay-per-view, something I'm super excited for. But I'm going to run through some different uh, categories and stuff that we uh, have going on in the world of wrestling. So we'll start off with the worldwide wrestling news. Here's where imaging would be. And here I'm back. Um, First thing, Stephanie McMahon came out and told CNBC that she believes WWE can be big as or bigger than disney that's right stephanie took part in an interview this past tuesday or a couple actually a week ago tuesday with uh cnbc's elizabeth elizabeth schultz and she told her that 20 10 20 30 years from now there's no reason we wwe can't be as big or bigger than disney the wwe exec went on to say now that it's a tall we know that it's a tall order especially given recent transactions however there's no reason why we can't get there you have to dream big have big, bold goals and go after them. First thing I thought when I saw this was, are you out of your mind? WWE putting themselves anywhere in the same category as Disney? That is insane. But the more I think about it, the things that WWE have done from a business perspective has been everything that Disney does. They're trying to reach out to a worldwide audience. Like, think about Disney. You think of California. You think of Florida. But Disney Worlds and Disneyland's are all across the globe. You can spin that globe, throw your finger, point it, or throw a dart on a map. And you can bet your bottom dollar there is a Disney somewhere in that vicinity. Disney touches everywhere. Think about their movies. Think about the main characters in their movies. They come from different backgrounds, different countries, different uh, ethnicities, different religions. And WWE is definitely trying to open their doors to those things. So while being a wrestling WWE fan can be frustrating from a business perspective, yeah, maybe 10 20, 30 years down the line, they may have their opportunities. Now, this is also a company that couldn't maintain a restaurant in downtown Times Square, Manhattan. And so now they're going to try to say they can be a, you know, worldwide competitor with Disney. Yeah, it's tough to say, but that was also during an era when they were just really trying to, you know, harness in from 20, you know, 18 to 34-year-old men. Now they're really hitting women, children of all ages. I think this is something that could be um, obtainable on their end, but it's going to take a lot of work, and they're really just going to have to straighten out their what their product is and who they're trying to aim to get. And right now, the whole trying to please everybody may not get them to that direct line. Maybe having the on-air product or your your television product or your Raw's, your SmackDown's, aimed towards a certain demographic that may work and then using your business aspects to get you all the money outside of it may work like these saudi arabia events these blood money events are only going to get you so far uh also in the news sean michaels one more match so sources claim that Shawn michaels when he came back for crown jewel and get his blood money his share um in a really awkward match you know a match that was just snake bitten from the star triple h tore his pectoral muscle uh, had one of the gnarliest looking bruises if you triple H at WrestleMania 31 when he took on Sting. Had a weird bruise in the back of his leg that like blood vessels, everything popped in his leg. Same thing, same look, but this time on his man boobie. Um, he tore his port- uh, uh, pectoral muscle early in the match. Shawn Michaels kind of had to carry the match, someone who hasn't wrestled in nine years. Facing The Undertaker who looked like he was a little bit, you know, rough. And also Kane, and sometimes I want to say, like, oh, The Undertaker, he's done. But you also think, this guy also flew halfway across the world. So imagine being, whatever, 6'10", 6'11", in your 50s, and then having to perform at the level that these guys have to perform in. It's not a comfortable sight. And also that match is where Kane, his mask fell off. <laughs> That's right, Kane, mask fell off. This was a guy who you didn't see his face for like the first six years of his WWE career, and then his mask is just slipping off. It was Awful. The match was terrible. Um terrible strong, but it was just not it was great to see for nostalgia reasons, but it didn't look good. The outcome the only thing that was terrible was Triple H's final pedigree on Kane. Awful, because Triple H couldn't hook an arm. But, uh, so Shawn Michaels said, going into that match, seeing how the match goes, he'll see maybe about doing a few more matches. Well, it looks like a rumor going around sources in the WWE claim that Shawn Michaels wants to compete in one more match, but more than likely, it won't be against a legend. It will be against either AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan. Now, a year ago, AJ Styles was rumored to face Shawn Michaels at the Royal Rumble that they had in San Antonio to try to help sell those tickets. Didn't end up happening. Shawn Michaels wasn't comfortable coming out of retirement. I think he felt more comfortable now, A1, sauce, because he was, you know, paid a gajillion dollars. He would be facing The Undertaker, who retired him nine years ago. But I think on top of that, it would have just been a weird scenario for him, I think, a year and a half ago against an AJ Styles. I think now he's in a position where, hey, you know what? I feel good about going in the ring again. Um, As I've discussed with people, maybe AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan are too major of a star like you want these guys to come back and face guys that can be pushed he would be a great fit i think against a seth rollins maybe he would be even a good fit against a samoa joe someone that i think could use that next extra boost uh that's where i would put a Shawn michaels uh speaking of daniel bryant he is your new wwe champion yeah that is right daniel Bryan is the wwe champion and for some reason the world isn't talking about it You want to know why? Because there was no effing build. There was no build at all. It just, boom, Daniel Bryan's your champion. It's weird booking, but I will say this. Daniel Bryan turning heel, Becoming your champion now heading to Survivor Series to face a Brock Lesnar. It, it, it's all too much too soon too insane But I want to give a lot of kudos to SmackDown SmackDown kicks off And we'll get into this story next with Becky Lynch having to relinquish her match against Ronda Rousey due to a broken face And a quote severe concussion. I don't know. There's different levels of concussions, but nonetheless um, And then AJ Styles comes out to cut a promo on Brock Lesnar in this match I've been looking forward to it last year if you watch Survivor Series 2017 AJ Styles with Brock Lesnar was a top three match in WWE last year. I'm not talking about WWE pay-per-views. I'm talking throughout the entire year. Because AJ Styles made Brock Lesnar do what Brock Lesnar hasn't done since his return. Maybe his first couple matches. He fought John Cena in an insane extreme extreme rules match on his first match back. He also had a really good match against CM Punk at a, a SummerSlam. Decent matches with Triple H. But other than that, it's been suplexes, F5s, suplexes, F5s suplex city bitch and that's it it really has not been a lot of but if you go back and watch that match against AJ Styles he had a sell in that match he had a wrestle in that match it wasn't just you know it was kind of like the David versus Goliath but it was in a different form and I was so looking forward to this year last year Brock Lesnar was on the midst of his tear and he got the W, which I understand. This year, I actually thought AJ Styles was going to go over. AJ Styles has become the cover boy for WWE. He's on your video game cover, which is selling like hotcakes. He has been your champion for over a year. That looks like they're trying to try to break CM Punk's record, which would have to get him to right about or right around WrestleMania season. And I thought for sure, okay, this is a great opportunity. And Brock Lesnar right now, they're not buying in on Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar has been the backup plan in the current state with Roman Reigns unfortunately going down with a real life situation with leukemia. And so I'm thinking this is a perfect opportunity to give AJ Styles an incredible win over a Brock Lesnar, especially where you're going to have Becky versus Ronda. And I assume Ronda would probably go over in those scenarios. Well, none of those matches are happening because AJ Styles comes out to hype up this match, which I'm excited for. I'm invested in, I'm emotional for this match and Paul Heyman comes out and starts saying that AJ Styles isn't even the best wrestler that he wants Brock Lesnar to compete against, that guy would be Daniel Bryan. So I'm very confused, but also liking it, because in 2018 WWE, you don't intertwine storylines. It's very straight and narrow. It is A versus B, and that's it. Where this storyline for a moment would give me a little A versus B with C in the mix, C being Daniel Bryan, and this gave me that feeling that they're going to get behind Daniel Bryan again. And this gave me the feeling that... AJ Styles is going to face Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series, then maybe you get a push with Daniel Bryan, and he goes on to win maybe the Royal Rumble, things that should have happened, you know, five years ago, and then Daniel Bryan faces Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, and Daniel Bryan recaptures the title in an impossible feat, and the crowd would go nuts, a feel-good moment, I was expecting it all, I started to get excited for it, then out of nowhere, Daniel Bryan music hits, he comes down, he gets an AJ Styles face, they start fighting, The whole SmackDown turns upside down. Daniel Bryan is taken off of Team SmackDown. He is then put in a championship match against AJ Styles later that night where he turns heel middle of the match, kicks AJ Styles with a low blow. AJ Styles' dick has been through... a. Horrible year. He has been booted and low-blowed numerous times, all starting at WrestleMania 34 after his match with Shinsuke Nakamura with the low blow there. People have been going after AJ Styles' dick like you wouldn't believe. I don't even have a good analogy that would make you laugh, but pretend I did. But yeah, so AJ Styles then you know gets hit with the knee from Daniel Bryan. The referee rolls over One, two, three. You have a new champion. Now Daniel Bryan will be heading to Survivor Series to face Brock Lesnar with no build How is that happening? And more importantly, what's going on with AJ Styles? There have been rumors that New Japan Pro Wrestling is coming back to some guys like Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles. Samoa Joe has been in the mix, as well as Seth Rollins, that they are looking to spend big bucks on those guys. And uh, reportedly, AJ Styles, I don't know much about contracts. WWE is very protective of their uh, contracts, unlike a New Japan or Ring of Honor, which usually come up every January January 1st, that AJ Styles signed it would be three years ago this coming January but I don't see his contract being up where they put him on the video game unless that was like they're trying to save Grace but is there a chance that AJ Styles could be leaving WWE or is this just an opportunity to give Daniel Bryan a spark kind of put it in a weird position where people just you never know what's going to happen Did they do this for SmackDown was maybe Fox putting heat on SmackDown You know, the the writers to do this. I could see this happening next week. I just find it interesting that they're doing it this week. But nonetheless, it's happening. Daniel Bryan is your new champion, but the world isn't talking about it. What the world is talking about is Becky Lynch being out with a concussion and a broken face. Becky Lynch has been the hottest superstar in the WWE and the world of wrestling over the past month. She turned heel at uh, SummerSlam, and you'll notice a pattern here. When people turn heel, they become very popular because the WWE doesn't know how to book babyfaces anymore. They need... Rough, tough heels because the baby faces become the you know, the fans love a, a heels, they just do because the heels get to do all the cool stuff. Stone Cold Steve Austin changed the game in 1996. When Stone Cold Steve Austin was going on his you know, tirades and in like ripping down like the Bret Harts of the world, I was completely against it. I loved Bret Hart, he was my he was the baby face of all baby face. at the time. I just he was just the good guy, and so I always was into you know, anything he did. And then Stone Cold was kind of mocking him and making fun of the things that he was. And I hated that. I hated now those things you, you hate as you get older, you love and you understand why. Because Becky Lynch is cool. She comes out, she she's a badass. She just wants to beat people up, make them tap out, be be the champion, and tell that tell everybody else that they're not good enough. She her slogan is the man. Think about that. She is there's a woman's evolution, a woman's revolution, whatever you want to call it. But there's this women's wrestling's got a spotlight, and there your women champion, your kind of poster child right now for the wrestling is going around calling yourself the man. That is an incredible coup to her, to that she got that over with with the way WWE is going. So she was all lined up to be facing Ronda Rousey in a match I was so looking forward to, And a match that I thought for sure would be one of those just like a nonstop action packed. And maybe it would be a locker because I don't know the two of them with their ring, you know, they haven't been in the ring together. I don't know the timing. That's a weird thing about these Survivor Series pay per views. These aren't, you know, superstars that have been, that have been working together in, on house shows and off TV or even on tag matches on TV. But yeah, so Becky Lynch um, has to relinquish a spot. She has a promo on SmackDown where she basically says she has to pick one of her replacements. The crowd went nuts when she went up to Asuka, who I thought they were going to give this spot to because Asuka hasn't really been. Given anything to sink her teeth into, really, since WrestleMania, she had her undefeated streak was broke by Charlotte. She had that great promo after which she told, uh, you know, Charlotte, she's ready for Oscar. Gave her the hug, no heel turn, no nothing, just kind of went off from there, and then gotten a few with Carmella, and just lost twice to her you know obviously with uh, you know different means of how those losses happened then just kind of was there she's just kind of been around and she's kind of been a tag team with Naomi it's a very strange place that Asuka's been so I thought she would have been a perfect position to put her in here even if she takes the loss to Ronda Rousey it would just be a great showing but no she actually picked Charlotte and it was a really emotional uh, promo there because she goes up to Charlotte and says you're the you have to tap her out like I know I would she hugs her those great that's what heels can do that are different from baby faces sometimes that she could hug her and say like I've torn you down, I've beaten you, but I've done everything I said I was going to do as a heel, but I still know you're the best person for this job, Charlotte, And hugging her. It was just a great promo, a great emotion, a lot of great feelings there. So now you're going to get in a match. I thought we'd be seeing you know, just about a lock. I thought you'd be getting at WrestleMania. It is going to be Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series. This is nuts. This match is going to have it has all the hype, but no build. You're going to get Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar with no build. I mean, not even like a week's build. Zero build. There's no promos cut against each other. There is nothing. So I'm very intrigued by what they're going to do. And this is two years in a row where WWE has pulled the trigger on some major matches way before WrestleMania. So I don't know if they're just rewriting scripts as we well. they go along. If they, you know, I know the Roman Reigns. Um, You know leukemia and him being you know potentially maybe being done with wrestling is throwing a real wrench in their plans, but I can't believe like go back last year After SummerSlam 2017 I thought we were on the road to have Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 34 Along with Roman Reigns versus John Cena, which I still think those two matches should have happened But they gave you both of those matches on a no mercy card in 2017 That were uninspired and just didn't have a great big match feel that both those matches deserved This is what I worry about going into Survivor Series. These are huge matches just by name. Like, the Ronda Rousey-Charlotte Flair had the ability, and potentially still does, but had the ability to be a main event. I'm not talking about, WWE says there's eight main events. It's like the final match on the card at WrestleMania 35 to put the real cherry on top of this woman's evolution stuff because Ronda Rousey has just become this huge star for the WWE. She's done great in the ring. I think the she kind of got slowed down by that Nikki Bella feud personally. I think that kind of took a little luster away. I know it might have helped, you know, publicity-wise and maybe, you know, with the bigger names, but I think that was a mistake on their part of putting Nikki Bella with her. I think another like Nia Jax match. I know Nia Jax has has her issues including not taking Becky Lynch out of action with a real p- potential real punch to the face, but I am just, uh, I'm a little stunned by them pulling off these matches, especially Brock versus Dale O'Brien, a match that I would die for years ago, um, and I thought it was going to happen, and don't forget, I'm going to get into this, but this was the match you were going to get, SummerSlam after WrestleMania 30. Daniel O'Brien won that championship, and the plan was going to be for him to get squashed like John Cena did at, uh, 2013's, um, WrestleMania, when he, when Brock Lesnar just destroyed him, or 2014, um what their match you should go back and see alright I'm gonna jump now into this weekend We've got a couple pay-per-views uh, the first one NXT TakeOver War Games if you don't, aren't familiar with War Games go back and watch some of these on the WWE Network they are excellent matches they are different they are bloody they're insane and just go back to last year's heck just watch it was um, Authors of Pain with Roddy Strong versus uh, the Undisputed Era versus Sanity. And um, the member of Sanity, the name slips in my mind. Um, I kind of feel bad. He's kind of like the lost in the sauce guy of Sanity, even though Sanity's lost in the sauce. But he got busted open. It is an excellent match. Go back. I highly suggest you watch that. But this card has, kicking off, we'll go Alistair Black versus Johnny Wrestling. Johnny Gargano, who's recently turned heel and was revealed as the guy who took out Aleister Black, and he did it for the rock. No, he took out Aleister Black and... And so these two are going to face off. I think Gargano needs to win as a heel, and he hasn't won a match in a while on these big pay-per-views. He's been fighting for Tommaso Ciampa, and they have a great storyline now where Ciampa says he never really hated Johnny Wrestling or Johnny Gargano. He just hated what he stood for. Aleister Black can afford the loss. I think his character is over. I think people are into him, and I think there's a lot more on the horizon for Alistair Black. Then you have Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane for the NXT Women's Championship. It seems like NXT... Uh, When it comes to their women's division, really is top-heavy, and it's always kind of been this way. They always have, like, mid-card feuds, but these two have seemed to face each other, like, 18 times in a row. But what I love that they do is their feuds build, and this is a two-out-of-three falls match. I see this one going Shayna Baszler's way. I don't think they're going to keep, you know, tossing the title around like they used to do with the tag-team titles when it was DIY, um, Authors of Pain, and The Revival. Yeah, remember those guys? Um, Shayna Baszler here, I think, gets the win. I would... I think the way this match is going to go is you're going to get two of the other four horsewomen of the UFC. Um, Maybe, I think, Marina, whatever, actually, Roddy Strong's wife. I think they're going to jump in and just beat the crap out of Kyrie Sane to give her the first fall via disqualification. It's going to be like, Kyrie Sane has to kind of battle her way back and Shayna Baszler will get the next two falls. That's the way I see this match going down. I pick Shayna Baszler. I like her with the championship. She is a credible champion and... There's nothing better, though, than Kyrie Sane's elbow drop. Might be the best in the history of wrestling. Not just WWE, not NXT, in wrestling. Uh, then you have the champion, Tommaso Champion, the greatest sports entertainer. I love how he's taken that title. You know, Forget about being called a wrestler. He wants to be the best sports entertainer, which he just may be, versus Velveteen Dream. I'm looking forward to see what Velveteen Dream's tights will be. Um, he's become a babyface now for this brand on NXT. I like him where he's at. He's kind of in that kind of tweener role, I guess you could say. He's kind of like a... Um I think um has gone full heel the the drifter there, Elias, still the worst name in wrestling. Um but yeah, Velveteen Dream. I'm looking forward to see what his tights are. I don't think he's ready to be a champion. I don't think he's championship material in NXT. I think he's gonna play that nice median role where he can just be over and then eventually get called up, and I think he'll be more successful on the main roster potentially. Uh, I think he's getting himself over, you know, not just his moveset. This guy's super young, by the way. He was in uh, just a few years ago. He was part of the last Tough Enough, probably the last ever Tough Enough. Um, and it's funny to see a lot of stars have kind of come out of that. Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, um, Patrick, now Velveteen Dream. Uh, those people, and neither, None of these people won. The two that won actually I think got engaged and pregnant, and both of them are out of – NXT, But I see Tommaso Ciampa reca- uh, are holding on to his title here, and I think there's, we're going to see something very interesting come um, takeover for Royal Rumble. Maybe we do get that Alistair Black Gargano uh, Ciampa three-way. And then the War Games match itself, which is so much fun to watch. It's basically like... 15 minutes of just fighting before anything can really happen because all the members of the teams need to get in this year. Last year was a triple threat I told you about. This year it is just a straight four on four. It is the Undisputed Era versus Ricochet, Pete Dunne, and War Raiders. And this is War Raiders' first opportunity to have a big showing, and I think they're going to be the spotlight of this match. I think they're going to do some insane things in this match. Uh, I'm going to pick the Undisputed Era. There's no reason the Undisputed Era doesn't take this win or doesn't get this win, even if they're moving up sooner rather than later. I think, you know, Adam Cole has star power written all over him. I think he will be a main roster... You know, huge impact on the main roster. Um, I think he's a raw guy as well. I think he could be somebody that they're keeping their eye on to push, and I could see them pulling all these guys up. I wouldn't mind Roddy Strong not being a part of Undisputed Era much longer and getting his own opportunity to shine, um, whether that even be, unfortunately, in, like, a 205 Live with, like, a Hideo Itami. Guys, I know you don't hear these people's names anymore, but that's where I see them going. I think there's bright future for Ricochet. He's basically a spot monkey, but I don't say that in a bad way. I just, you know, he's insane. He's going to do crazy stuff in this match. Pete Dunne is another guy that has WWE written all over him. But now with them opening up their UK brand, I just don't see how – I think they're using him more as a in-betweener as a player. So I think he'll be as part of the NXT brands for quite a while. I think that's given some legs to some of these NXT guys. All right, now we're going to dive into Survivor Series, the main card – this uh there's a bunch of matches on here that i didn't even really know about and i tried my best to watch everything when it comes to wrestling let alone wwe but the first match we'll talk about is the cruiserweight championship you have buddy murphy versus mustafa ali for those who don't know buddy murphy engage i believe at this point to uh alexa bliss that alone should give him the w but he won he captured this cruiserweight title from uh cedric alexander in his hometown at wwe super showdown uh, in Australia. I don't see him losing here, but I do see this match being excellent. I'm sure it's going to be on the pre show, but Mustafa Ali is damn good. A lot of those cruiserweights are damn good and don't get the opportunities they probably should because there's just so many superstars and so little time with all these different brands and no longer the Cruiserweights being a part of Raw. Um, So I'm going to take Buddy Murphy there to retain. Then you have a match that I think could steal the show or at least you're going to go back and want to watch again. It's the uh, tag team champions from Raw, Authors of Pain versus The Bar from SmackDown. I see Authors of Pain needing... This win, I don't see any reason the bar need this W. Um, I want to see Authors of Pain get this win to reestablish themselves as a dominant tag team like they used to be in NXT where they had Paul Ellering, which I really miss. But I like what Drake Maverick has brought to them. He's the commissioner or G- general manager of the Cruiserweight division, but he's also the AOP's manager. I dig that look. I, I like what he's brought to them. Uh, a mouthpiece that is needed. Uh, you know, a, a manager, more of them, please. Uh, the bar is teaming up right now with a Big Show, which is a little weird. So I think you'll probably get some cool interactions between the very small Drake Maverick and the very big, big show. Uh, I'll take AOP here for the win. They need it. Uh, Then we'll go to the oddest match in the entire card. Something they teased last year they didn't do. They also teased a Tag Team Money in the Bank match earlier this year. That didn't happen, but they're going through with the Tag Team Survivor Series match. That's right. You have... Two uh, teams of tag teams from Raw, you have Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, The Ascension, Lucha House Party, B-Team, and The Revival. Don't know if the Lucha House Party is going to be all three members, but I'm assuming you're probably going to get Lindsay Dorado and um, Kalisto as your two members of the Lucha House Party. But if you look at that team, it's the craziest team of all time. It is basically the who's who of what was NXT. Bobby Roode, former champion. Chad Gable, former tag team champion. The Ascension, former tag team champions. Lucha um, House Party has Kalisto, who's a former tag team champion. Uh, The B team, you have Bo Dallas, former NXT champion. and the Revival, maybe one of the best tag teams in the history of NXT. And they're going up against The Usos, New Day, Good Brothers, Sanity, and The (laughs) Colones. I had no idea the clones were still a part of WWE. It, it, it actually is sad when I was watching SmackDown. They, like, pulled them out. It literally, they must have said, do we have anybody else that's a tag team here? Like, couldn't you just give two guys... Like, give Shelton Benjamin a partner and throw him in there with all due respect to the Colognes. Uh, this match, there's no reason Raw should win this one. Their tag team division is terrible. They've done nothing good with them. The Usos, New Days, Good Brothers, Sanity, all those guys deserve more than what they're getting, especially Sanity, who seems to be lost uh, since they've come up. But I think SmackDown needs this win. I think they have the much more quality tag team uh members anyways. Then we'll get into this one. The women's champions facing each other. Ronda Rousey from Raw versus Charlotte Flair from SmackDown. I cannot believe I'm talking about this match in November. And I'm not previewing it as a lock for uh, WrestleMania main event. This match is happening. There's no build. There's no hype. The best way, the, the way this match should end is Becky Lynch interfering on behalf of both of them, beating both of their asses, maybe taking a chair, coming in and just pummeling both of them, holding up maybe both, but at least her SmackDown championship and saying that she's the man and these two don't do crap. So then you can maybe get, you could re-spark the flair, Becky feud going into TLC, maybe even, you know. Becky has to lose the belt or the belt gets taken from her because she can't compete and she, you know, won't be able to, you know, hold up and she goes into the Royal Rumble and then, you know, maybe she's victorious. Maybe she's the one taking on Ronda Rousey come WrestleMania. I don't see that being a main event. Main event is in the last match, but I see that being a very big match heading into WrestleMania. I just don't see a finish for this one, but if it is going to go clean, I think Ronda Rousey will come out with the victory. Um, then we'll go to the men, we'll go to the women's survivors. No, no, we'll go to Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Seth Rollins is your IC champion. Shinsuke Nakamura, your U.S. champion. That's right. Not only is Shinsuke Naka still Shinsuke Nakamura still on SmackDown, he is a champion there, U.S. champion. Don't forget about him. Seth Rollins currently intertwined with the Dean Ambrose feud that kind of is, meh, it's it's happening, but they're, they're not really doing a ton with it. Dean Ambrose burned his uh, shield jacket this past Monday. That was kind of the last touch we saw of him. I love Dean Ambrose. Uh, I love what he, he does um, as in this heel role, but I just might need a little bit more. He's supposed to be a lunatic. He's supposed to be aggressive. Like, don't be just standing in the back. He should be a more aggressive, kind of like what Becky Lynch has been, like a no-nonsense, badass heel. Um, I know that WWE definitely wants Seth Rollins to be, like, the man when it comes to this, and I think he has a lot of future with this, but this is a great spot to give Dean Ambrose that rub and make him a little more aggressive, not just standing in the back and cutting promos and not really, you know, no action yet from Dean Ambrose since he's turned heel on Seth Rollins since they won the tag titles. So this match, I see Dean Ambrose interfering. Shinsuke Nakamura don't only, you know, want, I think he's beyond needs this win. I was talking about AOP needing a win earlier. This guy needs the win. He, he needs a quality win. I don't feel like Shinsuke Nakamura has had a quality win since being on the WWE roster. I know he beat John Cena um, early on his SmackDown run, but it just didn't feel big. He needs a match that you can go back to and be like, wow, remember that? I think this could be that. This is a match that has all the ability to steal the show. I don't think they're going to give them the opportunity to do so. I think Dean Ambrose interferes. Maybe not early, but I think this is one of those matches that goes like 10, 15 minutes. And Ambrose interferes, never picks up that second, that third gear, and but Shinsuke Nakamura needs this victory, needs, needs, needs this victory. Now let's get into the women's uh, Survivor Series match. Uh, SmackDown team has Carmella, Naomi, Asuka, Sonya Deville, and a to be announced because uh, Charlotte Flair was you know, taken off this team to go into the match against Ronda Rousey. My guess is Mandy Rose, kind of all the promos they've been doing Mandy Rose wants on this team. I see her getting that spot. They're going up against Natalia, Mickey James, Nia Jax, Tamina Snuka, and Ruby Riot. That is a weird team. A raw team, no Bailey, no Sasha Banks. Yeah, let that sink in. No Sasha Banks especially. And no Bailey. These are two superstars that people love. So, the way I see this match going is... I think this is an opportunity for them to re-spark Asuka. I think Asuka could maybe be uh, – the way I would book it, I'd almost make Asuka go down to be like five against one because I think Nia Jax needs to win. I think at the end of the day, I don't want to see Asuka take the pin, but I think it may happen. So one of two ways here. Nia Jax is up – You know, she won the Battle Royal at Evolution, so she has a championship match in the future against Ronda Rousey. So I can imagine that happening at TLC. Um, I believe that's the next preview Whatever the December I don't even know Maybe they're going back To Saudi Arabia But yeah I, I see that happening So I think Nia They're gonna make her Look more dominant Unless they're really pissed About this Becky Lynch thing And maybe she'll be Tossed out early um, But the Smackdown um, The only other way is see Smackdown winning. maybe there isn't Interference from You know Uh Bailey and Sasha Banks because they were kind of set up by Alexa Bliss. Uh, this past Monday they had a match that meant nothing. Really great job writing there, um, but I would like to see Oscar be a sole survivor like she was last year, or maybe even Sonya Deville being there with her. I think she could use a little boost as well. Um, but I think my head tells me Raw is going to win. Nia Jax. My heart wants Oscar as a sole survivor. Uh, we'll get into the other uh, big elimination cha- uh, chamber. Yeah, elimination match for SmackDown. You have Raw representative of. Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, and Bobby Lashley. 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 Uh, Versus SmackDown, Miz, Shane McMahon, Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, and Jeff Hardy. This match last year, if you go back, had Triple H, John Cena, Randy Orton, Kurt Angle in it. This year, and you had like the upstarts of a Finn Balor after his return getting a big spot, Bobby Roode getting a big spot. This year, you just don't have that balance. Like I think you did last year. It's a lot of just middling guys and guys at the top. And I, I don't. Raw's got to win this one. I think Drew McIntyre. They're putting the rocket on him. He made. He made Kurt Angle tap out to his own finisher two weeks ago on Raw. Braun Strowman is someone that they just need to keep in that strong position. I don't know if they're just not giving him the title because they just don't feel like he's the guy. If there's laziness behind the scenes, there's rumors. I don't care about rumors and innuendo. I'm going with what I see on the product. That's really what they portray. Finn Balor's a guy that could use it. Bobby Lashley, I'm not really big on, but... Smackdown's got the best in the world Shane McMahon. He did win that tournament. You also have Samoa Joe I think it's gonna be some really good matches. Like I want to see Rey Mysterio in the ring with Finn Balor. I don't think that's ever happened Um, so I would love to see that. I also like to see Finn Balor in the ring with Jeff Hardy Jeff Hardy in the ring with like a Dolph Ziggler that you haven't seen in a long time uh, Shane McMahon being in this match kind of bothers me, but Samoa Joe and Braun Strowman against each other like these are oh, even Samoa Joe and Lashley ooh. Take away all the character, just the two physicality, like the way this would look. Um, I wanna see the Raw team win too, because I just the SmackDown team just doesn't do it for me. I like Samoa Joe. The Miz, I don't know what to think of him anymore, especially now with Daniel Bryan turning heel, This talks of him turning face, like I don't want to face Miz. I I, I want to heal Miz. And I wanna heal Miz doing bad things and being a jerk. Like he's just such a great role for him, but I'm gonna take Raw on this one, and I think they need the win, and I think it makes the most sense, and Shane McMahon, like uh, he's he's done a lot of great things in his career. I just think this is this is not his best spot. Now, I don't think this match is going to be the main event. I hope it is. Actually, it should be because the last couple matches I spoke of have the ability to be the main event, but I don't think they have the you know the oomph that they've had in the past. Uh, this is the world champions. That is Brock Lesnar with Universal on Raw and Daniel Bryan, the WWE champion on SmackDown. Here's what this one I think plays out. Uh, It's so funny, last year, we were supposed to have AJ Styles, I'm sorry, we were supposed to have Brock Lesnar versus Jinder Mahal, they did a title change before that, and this year, we are supposed to have Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles, they do a title change again. Daniel Bryan's not winning this match, what I hope is, this match plays out like Last year with AJ Styles, Brock Lesnar has to actually wrestle. Brock Lesnar doesn't wrestle in matches. He, he, and, and, you know, that's not necessarily a knock. That's that's what you pay for when you get him. He, you know, you want him to be this, like, tough guy, UFC you know, fighter. But this is where I think you need to get Brock Lesnar in a real quality match. And my hope is since for some reason or another you had Paul Heyman kind of advocate, if you would, for Daniel Bryan to get a championship match, calling Daniel Bryan the best, not AJ Styles. Here's what I see. I think this match is competitive. It's good. Maybe AJ Styles, maybe he interferes, even though it's like a weird thing because it's two heels, even though I think the crowd's still going to love Daniel Bryan. There's rumors and people wanting his music to be changed. We can get to that. But I think for this match itself, I want to see Daniel Bryan be very competitive, and then he needs to lose this match, though. Brock Lesnar needs to beat him, especially if he's going to be a heel. But what I want to see happen is maybe AJ Styles either comes out at the end or there's something, but I want there to be a respect between brian and brock and i want to see hayman come in and now be the representative should i say advocate for both champions on both brands i think that brings a lot to the table for daniel Bryan. i think that brings more juice and i think this heel term was for the juice was to do something dan Bryan has been re-signed he's going to stay with this company he's so invested with his wife and the total divas and the empire and total bellas is there he's a part of the wwe empire but give him something and this could be that something he needs. Could you imagine a heel Daniel Bryan coming out with his with his hot wife, Brie Bella, who's, you know, coming out with him and then having Paul Heyman be with him? When CM Punk had Paul Heyman, I was like, oh, why is this going to work? He's good on the mic. Daniel Bryan, I'm not ever, ever going to say he's bad on the mic. He's just a natural, like, who he is is the best. If you go back and watch some of his heel work when he was with WWE, he was like a, you know, they call him the ship face heels or the crap-face heels or whatever you want to call them. He... Would be a perfect, perfect guy to have Paul Heyman and his wife at occasion, and maybe even bring Nikki Bella into the situations at a time. I just see this all working in his favor. I think this could be really good. I think this could be gold for Daniel Bryan. I think we're on, you know, embarking in after this win, lose, or draw with this match, and even if this doesn't happen, you're going to be probably getting a Daniel Bryan-AJ Styles feud from TLC, Royal Rumble, maybe even Elimination Chamber, which I think is going to be excellent, and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if they're going to let Daniel Bryan ride this thing to Mania. The one thing I don't want to see, and I'll say this now, I don't want to see Daniel Bryan ride this to WrestleMania and The Miz be the one that wins the Royal Rumble and The Miz be like the babyface in this scenario. I have a weird feeling that's going to happen, but uh, I think this is a great... Spot for Daniel Bryan. I'm really looking forward to this match. I would have loved to seen this match. Bend the WrestleMania. I would have loved to seen months of training videos for Daniel Bryan. Because there was an episode of Total Divas. Where Daniel Bryan was training I think Eva Marie. But it was telling her how he knew he could face Brock Lesnar. And beat him realistically. And you know they're talking you know person-to-person, they're not talking in character, but he was saying he knew there's a way for him to come across credible to defeat him, and there was a lot of, like, jujitsu and mixed martial arts and him, like, crawling around and, and, like, attacking his legs, and I would have loved to have seen the build with Daniel Bryan, because Daniel Bryan could have pulled off that card that no one's talked about with Brock Lesnar, and that is his diverticulitis. That's what, you know, made him leave the UFC, and I think Daniel Bryan would have been great, because, you know, like, would you imagine the promos when he's like, I was told I could never wrestle again, and I fought back. You were told you could never fight again in your reason. And like... You know your reason is because you're diverticulitis, and I'm gonna go after it. And then Paul Heyman be like, "Well, we're gonna go after your head." Could you imagine these promos? It would be money. It would be great. But instead, five days before this event, Daniel Bryan wins the championship. So we just kind of get it thrown at us. All right, that is our review for uh, or preview for Survivor Series. This is Rossi on wrestling. I'm gonna do a lot more of these. We'll probably get a little more production in them. I just appreciate you taking a listen. Um, again, if you're listening to this, more than likely you're a listener of W E -E I. You can, uh, you know, subscribe subscribe to the Dale and Keefe podcast, which I'm a producer for. You can uh, jump on the Dork podcast that Rich Keefe and Ryan Davey do. Jump on the Mac and Goo podcast. You can also get the Boxers podcast. There's a lot of great podcasts that people are doing that I'm kind of like a fringe player of um, but um, I do appreciate you taking a listen. Any feedback, any thoughts, tweet at me, at Jason D. Rossi, and I will be back with you, hopefully maybe with a co-host, maybe with a guest, who knows, after a Survivor Series. We'll see it all shakes out. Enjoy Survivor Series. Enjoy War Games. And go watch the WWE Network. They don't pay me to say that, but there's so much good stuff on there, especially War Game stuff. Go out, check it out, enjoy. I'm putting on my positive wrestling hat again. That's what I wear, by the way, when I wear this, my positive wrestling hat. And I'm going to get my hat hair out of the way.